When the euthanasia law was being promoted in New Zealand, disability groups were very concerned about the underlying message it sent. Uh, they said there are endless ways of telling disabled people time and time again that their life has no value. There's two dangers to the disability community. Firstly, there are issues with defining terminal, and many assume that disabled won't be affected, but what they don't realise is that many disabilities, by their very nature, are terminal. Without treatment, they uh, effectively are terminal, and they would die without that treatment. And the second reason is that our assisted suicide law only provides a right to one choice, premature death. There's no corresponding right to palliative care. And as we know, good palliative care and hospice services are resource intensive. Euthanasia would be cheaper. This harsh reality was always the elephant in the room during the debate. At an individual level, the economically disadvantaged who don't have access to better healthcare could feel pressured to end their lives because of the cost factor or because of other better choices are not available to them. An overstretched, overburdened health system, as New Zealand seems to have at the moment, means that cost may play a factor in who is prioritised for treatment. So what happens when you combine disability and cost and euthanasia laws? Well, you only need to look at Canada to see where we may be heading. Let's check it out. So in a video that has gone viral on TikTok, an Ontario quadriplegic mother of three says she has just days left before she can access medical assistance in dying. MAID, they call it in Canada, which is basically euthanasia. Yet she can access MAID, but she's unable to access disability support. According to the Canadian federal government's website, the approval period for MAID, assisted suicide, is only 90 days. MAID allows individuals with grievous and irremediable medical conditions, so not necessarily terminal, to end their life with the assistance of a doctor or nurse practitioner. And uh, Finlay suffered a severe spinal cord injury in her teens. She's used a wheelchair ever since. She's always been self-sufficient, she said, but finds herself now needing help and falling ill while waiting to access the help. Here's the news coverage. Twelve days left on my medical assistance and dying application here in the province of Ontario. I'm a quadriplegic single mom raising two kids with disabilities. My life as it is without support as a quadriplegic is far more deadly than me even exploring the MAID process. Mother of three, Rose Finley, is applying for a medically assisted death. She filled out the forms and is counting down to the day she can access MAID. It's eight days as of today. But what Finley says she really wants is access to services. It's always been a challenge to find adequate personal care support. Uh, we don't have uh, transportation accessibility. Specifically, she says in smaller communities, including her current hometown of Bowmanville, east of Toronto. So she's taken to social media to raise awareness. So it's six to eight months wait list to get Ontario disability support. And it's only 91 days to access the MAID program, simply for having a disability and a poor quality of life. 
Finley suffered a severe spinal cord injury in her teens and has used a wheelchair ever since. She says she has always been self-sufficient, but finds herself now needing help. I think it's just better to have it as an option, have made as an option, should I get really, really sick. Yeah, she said she was compelled to apply for MAID, not because she wants to die, but because her community is failing her and she's afraid she's running out of options. Let's have a watch of her full TikTok video that went viral. I have 12 days left on my medical assistance and dying application here in the province of Ontario. I'm a quadriplegic single mom raising two kids with disabilities. And I've spent the last 79 days trying to raise as much awareness as I possibly can. There is a huge and detrimental discrepancy that exists in the supports that are available to disabled Ontarians. The fact that it takes six to eight months to receive disability support and only 91 days to receive medical assistance in dying based on the fact that I have a permanent disability and a decreased quality of life, but my quality of life is decreased based on the level of support that I receive. Things like personal care support. I've had so many people focused on, you're choosing this and you're leaving your children. And the reality is this. The last year and a half, I have continued to get very sick. And every time I get sick, I get more sick than the time I was before. And so currently I have acute kidney pain fever, chills, body tremors, splitting headache, muscle spasms, just not okay, uh, extreme nausea. So I've spent the last few days just feeling like absolute crap, not being very useful to my kids. Yeah, that video went viral. Finlay lives in Bowmanville, which is east of Toronto, where she said there's a lack of services for people living with disabilities. She said smaller communities just don't have the resources available to have proper infrastructure in place for disability services, which I guess would be a bit like New Zealand in some of the rural areas uh, and provincial towns maybe. She previously lived in Toronto where she said there were resources and programs available, but she said you've got to pay higher costs of living in those cities to receive them. Uh, and as Finlay continues to count down the days until she can access MAID, she hopes that Canadians hear her message about standing together in the fight for access to disability supports. She said disabled people need able-bodied allies amplifying their voices and fighting this fight alongside them. Uh, and since that first viral video, she's uh, posted an updated one. Let's have a quick look at that. There are 11 days left until my MAID application is finalized. For anyone who saw my last video, you know that I haven't been feeling very well. Today, my symptoms are the same, but my pain was a bit more than I could bear. So I called these fine people here in uniform to give me a lift down to the hospital. It's my least favorite place, especially to go alone. Going alone to the hospital as a disabled person can be very scary. Medical trauma is a real thing. I can save those stories for another video. Anyways, hospital staff were all really decent this guy so kindly and very gently took my blood work. I wish I could say the same for the lady who jammed the ultrasound probe around my excruciating abdomen, but I'm not so lucky. 
I wish hospitals had more natural light. Maybe people would actually get better here. Ugh, fluorescent lights are just the worst. Frequent trips to the hospital with a myriad of issues is the result of living as a quadriplegic without proper personal care support for the last year. My quality of life was much different before this. So I've started... Yeah, so the, the mother of three says it's easier to access euthanasia than it is to receive disability support services. Uh, and to get euthanasia, it takes only 90 days to be assessed, but up to eight months to receive disability support. And palliative care is expensive. Euthanasia is cheap. It's a frightening scenario, and it's why the disability community was so vocal against our New Zealand law in New Zealand. Uh, now, Dr. Zachary Schmoll earned his PhD in humanities from Faulkner University, uh, and he writes this, as a man with a physical disability, I need a lot of help to perform many basic daily activities. I still consider myself to be an independent thinker, but my physical independence is substantially limited by my severely reduced muscle strength. I need help to drive my van, get dressed, prepare my meals, complete other daily tasks. For me, this is life. For many others, this level of dependence is motivation to consider bringing life to an end. The legalization of physician-assisted suicide sends the message that it is better to be dead than disabled. Do I lack dignity because I lack physical independence? Society is affirming by legalizing physician-assisted suicide that it is better to be dead than disabled, it is better to be in the grave than to live with reduced independence. This message is sent both to people with disabilities like me and everyone else who interacts with us. Naturally, this is a terrifying step for people like me. By legalizing euthanasia, our political leaders are saying that if they ever have to live life like mine, they want the opportunity to end it all. They want the ability to die with dignity. This raises serious questions as to how they perceive my life. Am I not living with dignity because I lack some physical independence? Is there an inevitable link between dignity and physical strength? Advocates of physician-assisted suicide seem to think so. And the uh, architect of uh, New Zealand's law, Act leader David Seymour, he has already said that the law should be relaxed to remove a requirement that a patient has only six months to live. And that he only agreed to the six-month requirement because that got the law through. It's what you call getting your foot in the door. And now he wants the door wide open. And the disability community are right to be concerned, as we all should be. We must protect our most vulnerable. Music